Welcome back to John A. Ryan Skating Arena, Watertown, Massachusetts. Our score after two. Merrimack and Bentley all tied up at one-to-one. Non-league action here. And I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Joining us second in the mission here, Becca Mitchell. She's the head equipment manager for the men's and women's teams at Merrimack. And Becca, first of all, that second period there, I thought a lot different from the first period, right? I mean, the first period, uh, kind of, uh, I'd say Merrimack was able to get the momentum that they wanted after the first few minutes. Obviously got the goal late in the period from Matt Cronin. Second period, things tightened up a little bit more, and Bentley was able to ride some good goaltending from Jason Argue, and then got a goal in the final minute to tie it up. Yeah, their goalie's doing fantastic. He's definitely being the showstopper for them, for sure. Um, they've done a really good job in their D coverage and shutting down a lot of opportunities for us, so I think we need to tighten it up in our game, especially offensively in the third. What, what do you think changed there in that second period that enabled Bentley to, as we said, Merrimack had 17 shots in the first. They were down to, what, what six or, or seven or so there in the second. Some good chances. I thought Jace Henning on the doorstep. Uh, uh, Matt Fogut as well with a nice feed from Jared Colquist. Good chances and, and, uh, and you know some good saves to Mark, you won one shot. I think the one from Fogut hit the pipe, but regardless, the, the number of chances weren't quite what was there in the first period. I think coming into the second period, we were a little bit more comfortable having that one goal at the end, and I think we were expecting a little bit more in the second than we what we hoped, but um, overall, I think the frustration got to us the most. Um, like I said, their goalie's been doing fantastic, and he's definitely been robbing us of a few great goals. There was one goal where Matt Fogut totally, we thought he was scoring, and you could see him behind the net, and he was really upset that that did not go in, and I mean, I think the frustration is getting to our guys, and they need to put it behind them and come out strong in the third. Well, tell us about working with the, both the programs. You're here tonight. Uh, working with the men, uh, working you know the women playing this year as well. What's that? Twice as many games. How, how are you? I mean, have you figured out how to clone yourself? How does this happen? I wish I could find a way to clone myself. Um, there's definitely not enough hours in the day, but I mean, I've had an allegiance with the boys. I've worked with them for three years, but coming in and having a great opportunity being offered to me to work with the women, it was kind of too hard to pass up. Um, I mean, I do the best I can. So tonight I'll be here. Unfortunately, I won't be in Buffalo with the boys. I have to be down at UConn with the with the women, which is fine. And I think they're doing a good job this year too. But overall, it's just kind of a balancing act. I want to make sure that both teams realize that I am here for them, and that's my job is to be a support system, whether it's fixing your equipment or just being someone to talk to or whatever. So I just want to be able to balance both as best as I can so that all the players feel comfortable with me. You mentioned equipment. What are really you know the tasks that you work with besides equipment? Uh, you know Anything else that's related with the team? What kind of things do you work with? Um, so I mainly do equipment. Um, they have me on the sharpener this year, so I'm doing a lot of skates, a lot of... Uh, really? They're letting you sharpen? You know, that's a tough job to <laughs> get you know i mean i've seen that you know so some some people in the past have not sharpened the skates quite the right quite the right way and have ended up paying for it later. Yeah, um, it's definitely a task. Maddie's been great with me, working with me all summer to get me prepped and ready to be able to do it. So I do a lot of the skate sharpening, anything. Quick equipment-wise, I'm on the bench with the women, whereas Maddie is with the guys. So I'm pretty well versatile with the equipment. I help the director of Hockey Ops, whether it's Maddie or Mike. Mike's with the women um, with operation stuff, hotels, buses, going grocery shopping, all the little things and especially with the girls a lot more so because they are a first year team I'm kind of like part mom is what they call me um, because they're all new and they're all 18 unlike the guys who get to go play juniors so um, I think it's true you're older than most of them now right yeah most of them are 18 we have 16 freshmen so we have 16 18 year olds that are trying to adjust to college and another level of hockey and just being away from home really for the first time I mean we have a lot of international students so I mean I'm trying to be there for them whether they're having a bad day or they did 
did not so well on a test or whatnot. I mean, they come to me with a lot of things, and that's kind of what I've tried to make my role a lot about. I want to make sure that I'm there for them in any way possible. You're a hockey player too, right? I mean, you played from since you were almost a baby up until high school, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, tell us about your hockey career. So I played for 15 years. I was uh, on Team Connecticut a few times. I'm from Connecticut myself, so I did that for a few years. I played with the USA Selects for a little bit. Um, I played on a Nationals team. I have a national medal. I did all right for a while. Um, unfortunately, injury ended it for me, but I mean, Merrimack gave me a great opportunity coming into school to let me stay in the game, and I can't thank them enough for that. They've given me everything back. What would you like to do with it when you graduate? Because you will graduate this year. What would you like to do next year? Um, hopefully, I want to stay somewhere in the collegiate hockey, hopefully. Um, whether it's in the operations, I'm also a part marketing major. I do sport management and marketing. So whether it's on the marketing side or stay more towards like an operations type job, I mean, the women are already talking to me about potentially staying, which would be an awesome opportunity, which, I mean, I would love because, I mean, that'd be my alma mater at that point. So, I mean, that's so weird saying, by the way. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I want to stay definitely with hockey because it's just what I grew up with. It's what I know best. So I'm hoping to stay within the collegiate level, though. You know, you're, you're about as close as anybody other than the players to the women's team. Tell us, uh, you know, your take on how things are going this year. And I mean, everybody knew, you know, it, it's, it's going to be tough. They've had a couple of big wins already, but some other games where they had the lead in the third, and, and the other team was able to come back. They are such a young team, experience-wise, and like you said, almost everybody's their first year in college, having to deal with that as well. I mean, I mean, how, you know, how are they dealing with all of that stuff as they as they work really to to, to lay the groundwork for this new program at Merrimack? I think they're doing a great job at laying it out. Um, as far as playing-wise, they are getting a little bit frustrated that they're not getting the wins they want, but they're hanging in with some really tough teams. Sometimes the score doesn't always look at how the game was played. They're making some great jobs. They have great systems. For a while, we were actually number one in the country on power play. So, like, coming out and that being a first weekend thing, and, I mean, we're playing season teams every single weekend. And for them to like, stick in for a full 60 minutes and give them a run for their money, I mean, I think everybody's pretty happy with that right now. I think that the coaches are doing a great job of making sure that they are rested as best they can while pushing them to their limits and a lot of them complain all the time that they're so tired but they always find another level that they can hit further back and I think that's going to really do well in the second half of the season when they start to grow and become more of a seasoned team even though they are really young. What's the difference between uh, women's coach Erin Hamlin, Merrimack coach, uh, Merrimack men's coach Mark Denny? Not much really. really. They are very both strong-headed and they are fantastic coaches, both of them. They might both have their own style of play, but I think they take to what they have best and they put out what they have and take what they have and they put the best team on the ice that they can and it doesn't matter on the weekend. They have the trust of the players. They both are very well respected in both locker rooms and like you'll hear the girls talk about, oh, how good Denny he is as a coach and the guys are like, oh, wow, we never knew Aaron would push the girls this hard because the girls practice 12 to 2 and then the boys go on at 2 30 so they cross a lot so they're like wow I think their practices are harder than ours like so I think both coaching staffs are very respectable and there really isn't that much of a difference because they're both doing what they can do to win how about the changes before we let you go that the, the, the all the work that was done underneath that you know mo most people didn't get to see you know I've had a chance to see the men's locker room and the lounge and it's really amazing what they've done there and my understanding is that on the women's side it's the same thing yep. um, you know what kind of an impact are, are you seeing that that has both with the with the players here and then I guess as you know as they bring in recruits and they're trying to get them to come here I think what they've done underneath is a total 180 from what we've had I think it's really gonna be an eye-opener to recruits being like 
wow, we might not have the biggest rink, but we have some of the greatest facilities. I've been in a lot of rinks, and ours are gorgeous. Um, as far as, like, fueling, they have full kitchen areas, so they are able to fuel themselves post-workout, post-practice, pre-practice, whatever they can do. They have bikes in the hallways. They have every physical and anything they can have to prep themselves for every game. They're, all the TVs are equipped with Apple TV, which is quite um, interesting because we used to have film rooms, but now they, the coaches take their iPads and they just hook it to the Apple TV and they can do film anywhere in the entire building. And I think it's a huge asset because they can pull it up in a lounge with a power play team in the middle of the, like right in the middle of an intermission whereas instead of having them take their skates off to get into a like a film room or something I think we have a lot of assets and a lot of the higher edge technology Good stuff Becca, we appreciate it, wish you had more time maybe we'll get a chance to talk later before the season's over but want to wish you the best of luck the rest of the way and uh, for the rest of your senior year as well good luck to the women at UConn too Thank you very much, thanks for having me Alright, that's been Becca Mitchell, she is the head equipment manager for the Merrimack uh, women's team and the men's team as well Our score here at the end of two, Merrimack and Bentley tied up at 1-1 Back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.